everybody and welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. We are going to be talking about episode two of Ben Gri, where our dude Fuat gets himself in even more of a mess. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know how deep this hole is going to go, but he's still digging. <laughs> I am not drinking any tea. How about you guys? Uh, I had some OS water over here, pre-tea. Pre-tea. Good job. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one of the ingredients of tea between the three of us. So. You, you know. <laughs> delicious former coffee, not tea. Oh. She has a pretty mug, at least, Sophia. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so now I am going to take us through what happened in this episode. Uh, feel free to interrupt. I think I probably misinterpreted some things. The title of the episode... <laughs> the title of the episode is Nie um, Shashardin. Why, why were you surprised? Yeah. Which applies to a lot of characters, I guess, but mostly to Fuat. So the... We start with the police visiting Fuat and Co. at their house, and they think they've found Cillian's attacker and he's dead. So the um, guy who is the presumed rapist runs a restaurant, has a wife and two kids. I couldn't tell from the picture if he was the guy in the video, but he certainly could have been, like, same build. And he died around two weeks ago. So, yikes. But Cillian doesn't uh, identify him. She says she doesn't know from the picture. And Fuat is freaking out because he kind of needs her to identify him in order to clear, make himself feel better about the whole decision-making process. And Fuat does something incredibly dumb, which we'll talk about, but I feel like a lawyer would never do. I feel like they watch what they say. He's like, oh, who shot him? <laughs> and the police had only said that he was murdered. So that was so stupid and um let's see yeah so then the the policewoman is like did you hear him say that he that who shot him because obviously we didn't say that and then the police man is like that was really weird how hard he pushed his daughter about that picture which it was and also the policeman says it's been 10 years since I last saw him or met him and he doesn't remember me so that's really weird. I definitely want to know more about his backstory and what the heck they could be talking about. Also got to mention that Celine's guest best friend, who I believe is Jada, um, she is just fucking living there now. I don't know why. It's really annoying. And she's like, I don't know. I got vibes like she's trying to like seduce Faruk, right? 100%. Like, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. But, yeah. She's so sketchy. But at least it's like, I don't know, the first episode we like had an inkling that she was sketchy and like part of the conspiracy, but now it's like all but confirmed. She, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely confirmed that she is part of this conspiracy. Also confirmed that I hate her and I need her to get out of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten so much clarity this episode. <laughs> People um, are so sketchy, like ev at every turn. Everyone's sketchy. Yeah, you're yeah. right. They really are. It's like only his wife isn't sketchy, and he's he doesn't tell her anything. <laughs> oh, God, the poor wife. Um. Okay, so Celine is not having a good time at school. She's just kind of like panicking and feeling like everybody's staring at her, but I don't think that was real. I think that was just her imagination. And she just is talking to Jada about how upset she is in the bathroom. And the <laughs> the closed caption said she was blubbering, which was <laughs> appropriate, but harsh. Yeah, I thought that was, that's a little harsh. I didn't know that's that. So that's so harsh. <laughs> He's having PTSD, come on. Like, have some blubbering. <laughs> So like mean. why is she even crying <laughs> is what the <laughs> subtitles said <laughs> yeah basically um okay so Fuat then has a chat with his work buddy who is man bun also known as Artha and um he like tells him about the dead guy says Celine couldn't identify him and then he's like I have something to tell you and he oh. closes the door and everybody's like what 
but actually what happens is he starts to tell him and then his phone lights up with a message from smiley face saying what will you tell ardla and there's an image from his tablet which is sitting on his desk that is a picture of the two of them in conversation so it's like yeah we have you completely hacked and we know what you're doing and then uh he just like ushers him out of his office he's freaking out and Arda and the IT man share a glance. They're both super sketchy, definitely are in on something. Don't mm -hmm. know what it is. Um, and we learned that Arda has set Fuat up with a psychologist. So I'm sure oh, that God. that person is also going to be informing on him. Uh, not sure if that's a psychologist we see in the next screen, but maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's I think Literally. it's the psychiatrist for psychiatrist. the daughter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was yeah. for... No, no, no. I, it's I, I think it's for the daughter, and it, I'm yeah. I'm sure that there's gonna be like bad drugs given, like manipula manipulative advice. Like it's gonna be oh, a whole God. shebang. Long <laughs> history awful. of representing the field well on TV shows. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are they all secretly Scientologists? Is that why they keep showing like <laughs> psychiatrists as like pure evil? <laughs> oh God. That's so bad because also like I feel so much for Celine. I well, sorry, go ahead. I'm <laughs> okay. So Celine, the next scene is Celine seeing the psychiatrist, and her mom and fucking Jada are there. I just don't understand why she is there. It's so bizarre. Um, there's supportive friend, and then there's creepy ass friend, and Jada is that creepy ass. But I, I have a comment about that. Well, I'll save it for the T section. <laughs> okay, sorry. I, I know mean, it's hard. Like <laughs> I don't know. I'll save it then, I guess. But I do have a comment about that. Okay. Um, the psychiatrist tells Julia, who's Celine's mom, that um, she should tell her that her rapist is dead, but not until she's more recovered, which is bizarre. Yeah, also, it's like, girl, aren't you, like, the expert on the right moment <laughs> that she's feeling better? Like, why is it up to the mom, who's also frazzled and probably needs therapy? Yeah. Listen, we <laughs> not are from not you. professionals, <laughs> but this seems like bad advice to me. Yes. Although she probably gave this advice because, in her professional evil opinion, she knows that it'll make the daughter worse. Because I'm sure that's, like, what they're after is making mm -hmm. her worse. Right, right. And making sure that she can't either can't identify him or can't remember anything around surrounding what happened because Yeah, because well that's what the that's what the um the woman police detective was saying, right? Don't tell her because then she'll just want to forget about everything like right away and just like give a false positive on the identification. Whereas if she thinks like the actual perpetrator is out there, she'll she's more likely to like actually try to be well it's hard to be objective but like try to be objective about the identification so like yeah if she finds out he's dead though. like yeah well i mean yes but also like you don't want, want to put the wrong like person yeah. in jail so, I, I mean that, any, any, yeah it's a it's a girl that's like suffering a lot and well i don't know how much it's going to help her in the end because like the trauma has been inflicted already right so. Yeah, so it's like, is it better to, like, give her what you think might be closure, or is it better to actually try to catch who did it and then, in theory, lock them away forever? But, of course, that's in theory in Turkey, as we discussed last time. <laughs> so. I mean, it's, it's in theory everywhere, but it's yeah. also, I don't know, I have a whole internal issue with prison sentences in general, but we can yeah. talk <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so um, then we see a brief scene of the police officers. They're basically like, yeah, Fuat is quite sketchy. Let's look into him. And also policeman has a bad headache. And I'm not really sure what the point of that was, but he seems I think that's gonna. Out. I think that's going to come up later. Yeah. They might, they might even be messing with him. Like, I don't know how deep this thing goes, but. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay, then Fuat is like has the brilliant idea to replace all of his devices, except that he asks the sketchy IT guy who clearly installed all the spyware to help him. So that's <laughs> not going to work. Um, then oh, we get the worst scene ever of 
the girl coming out of the pool and yeah. watching her and then she turns around and it's the uh Jada and she just like looks at him with like a boob and it's just oh I just hate it so creepy uh <laughs> then there's a family meeting what makes them all switch phones he also murders the security cameras with a shovel and Puya uh finds him and confronts him and he just kind of like hugs her and is like don't worry trust me and that just is bad don't do that Puya. get out um the girls are also at the window so it's unclear whether they heard that the rapist is dead um, oh i missed that yeah they were watching but like there was glass so i don't know mm. um then we see arda at night like in his bedroom and there's like a knock on the door not really sure what that scene was for um we see jada steal Celine's phone and do something with it which is sketchy and then we're at school and piano guy piano lesson guy tries to talk to Celine, and she's really mean it was very catty and mm -hmm. uncalled for mm -hmm. i'm clear if he's also part of the plot or just likes her then, um, so, uh, sorry, Fuad is still getting texts from Smiley Face. There's like some weird philosophical conversation happening that doesn't really mean anything, but I think is just to confirm that the new phone isn't helping. And they say, soon you'll find out what we want. And then they show him a, a picture that says that the ID that was, sorry, the gun that was used to kill the rapist was registered under his um, ID. So it was registered to him, which means that he can be tied to the murder, which means that mm -hmm. they have control over him. And he has four minutes to get to the next location. There's this whole shenanigans with a Kleenex and he gets the Istanbul card and then he goes on the bus and then he goes and he picks up a motorcycle in a junkyard and then he drives the motorcycle to a certain place, a cute little neighborhood in front of a garden gate. And then he parks it and leaves, dumps the helmet in a dumpster, walks away. And then we're in his office and holy shit, a motorcycle exploded and killed a guy. And it was the motorcycle that he rode. And there you go, Fua, you're a terrorist. The end. Did you, did you mention that he very much left all of his DNA in that helmet that he discarded very close to the explosion scene? He and also didn't wear gloves on the motorcycle. Yeah. 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 A lot of problems. <sighs> okay, so now we weren't able to hold ourselves back completely, but we should still have some good stuff for the spilling the non-existent tea section. Where should we start? This is hard. So many well, things. Uh, God, I don't know. <laughs> Do you guys think that the dead guy was the rapist? I no. Do. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think he was okay. like... They, they planted that DNA, I think. Yeah. I, I th that video was super... It was hard to identify anything, yeah. I, I think what it is, like, based on what happened at the end of the episode, it's, like, some sort of chain of blackmail. So, like, if they killed that guy, it's probably tied to some other blackmail they're, they're coming up. In and like mm. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, he was probably caught up in something similar. So it's yeah. just all, yeah. Mm. It's not it that could be. Uh, yeah. Haley Joel Osment movie, but, like, negative. Paid forward, but, like, negative. Oh. <laughs> Make it hell for everyone. For the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good theory. theory. Yeah, then they could just be making a lot of money through just like an ongoing racket that just keeps spreading. Like exactly. And like yeah. everyone is dirty, so like they can't really yeah. get caught because like they yeah. have something. That, that honestly makes more sense than like why specifically they would pick Fwat because like, yes, he's a like pretty famous lawyer but like he's not a politician like he's not like he's not running like a giant like holding company or something that's like truly like you know 
drenched in assets like he's in he's wealthy as an individual but i don't he doesn't necessarily seem like that powerful of someone to be the puppet master of um so i'm like yeah what and like clearly the people blackmailing have tons of resources too so it's not like they need his money so yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to find out that's why i thought it was gonna be like they would we're gonna want his help with the case uh-huh. yeah right, like right using him as an errand boy for something mm. that anybody could do you know yeah i think it's like a personal vendetta basically it could be yeah, yeah. That could like be the other either thing. has to be that or like a super organized crime thing because mm-hmm. like you're really gonna do the happy face and like have a kid with like a kleenex thing and like there's yeah. a inside with the qr code and like you yeah. know it's like so convoluted it's yeah, it takes it's a lot of effort. It's either completely deeply personal or completely impersonal. Is yeah. basically the only yeah. thing we can say. I think it's um, I at least my bet right now is that it's personal and it's something to do with his backstory, which we don't know, but it seems to oh, be yeah. dramatic. It's a tough life or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's weird because there's so many people involved, like the 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 daughter's friend, and then there's the partner, and then there's yeah. the guy and then the cop seems to be somewhat involved in a certain way yeah you know how there's like two cops i feel like one of them has to be dirty (laughs) i think that the guy cop is dirty could be blackmail could be his own choice and then the female cop is good yeah but who knows yeah it's hard it's hard to suss out right now because on the one hand like yes the guy cop didn't acknowledge the like who shot him question that much like he kind of brushed it off but then he also like raised his own point about him uh acting weird with the photo um so like they both kind of made valid points around spots behavior um and then his like random headache is like very it's like very much like Chekhov's gun like something's (laughs) gonna happen with that you don't just like unless you're a bad writer you don't just like mention that yeah. So, so it feels like they're messing with him, or it's gonna eventually be part of. If he's like dirty, maybe it'll eventually be part of a lie he tells. But I don't know. I'm like they, they, they gotta be poisoning him. That's where or, I'm at. It also <laughs> seems like the cops hate him in general, just because I guess he's gotten a lot of people off. Yeah, but like, it seems like he's not well liked by the police officers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, if you're a defense attorney, that's like your natural enemy. Mm-hmm. I guess depends if who you're defending but i guess <laughs> he could be defending cops too but That's i don't think true. he is i don't think he is. um so what do what like i'm just like starting to get really confused about what kind of role the business partner and the girl's friend could play like mm-hmm. i i don't know like honestly it's too many characters to be in on the conspiracy so it doesn't really make sense to me as to why we need all those people to be in on it. They also seem, and maybe this is just like a false impression, but they seem to be doing it willingly. Mm-hmm. Like Jada and Arda, they both look seem like they're like in Smug. on it. Yeah. Not like they're being forced to like do something to yeah. their friends. Yeah. Yes. yes. Well, Jada only entered um Satan's life like of what three months ago. Yeah. So right. she's like she's like fully only there for the plan. Arda is, of course, someone who got either, I mean, either he's the mastermind or he got corrupted later because of, mm-hmm. I don't know, some resentment or whatever it is that's driving him. Like his is a little, his is definitely more interesting. Jada is clearly like a pro. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and but she's definitely again, older than. Does she not have yeah. parents? Yeah. Like, why is she living at their house? I mean, I'm no, sure it's because think... sure uh, Satan wanted her to for like exactly. emotional support. Because that's what I was going to say, like, if she has PTSD and she doesn't want to be alone, because A, that's Yeah, she's, she's sleeping in her bed. Her. Like, that's so weird. Yeah. But, like, everyone, like, she feels like everyone's after her at the school, yeah. or, like, talking about her, looking at her, and then she probably doesn't want to walk on the street alone. Like, it, it makes sense to me, like, you want to yeah. be with someone at all times, because, like, if something like that happens again, or, like, yeah, then you'll have someone there. Like, that to me doesn't seem so odd, and I feel like, I don't know it's like that kind of thing where you ha- where you become really close friends with someone in high school and like then you like sleep over every weekend or something mm-hmm. like that like I feel like this is that to an extreme 
like she's just with her all the time because she doesn't want to be alone that's my that's my conjecture I don't I don't think it's that weird that she's every like everywhere all the time because like even though at, at some point uh Celine says like why are you following me everywhere doesn't she like get mad at her she gets mad at her for like asking how she is all the time mm-hmm. okay yeah I feel like Selin is in this weird like dichotomy like in between where she's like okay I want someone to be there I want to feel supported I'm scared to be alone I don't want to be alone with my thoughts but at the same time like she doesn't want to be condescended upon like she doesn't mm-hmm. want people to be like what are you doing What what's up with you like whatever which I feel is like a pretty normal reaction when like yeah. something that's like so out of your control happens to you and like you control what you can but like you actually can't really control anything mm-hmm so yeah, I would. That's... Is she gonna end up sleeping with Fuat? Oh yeah, oh, that would be in, so disgusting. But that's in, more in for... <laughs> Yeah, that's more fodder for blackmail. That's like perfect yeah. fodder. I think or... maybe like he'll wake up. He, she'll like get naked, get into his yes. Bed that's that's what I was about to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's and he won't even be sure if he did something or if it. Ooh. Yeah, like. Like he gets really drunk or something. Yeah, he gets drunk, aka or drugged. You right. know, drunk and drugged. This is cla- like my my current fave soap that that there was. Well, she's dead now, but there was like a very evil character who did stuff like that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God she dies. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Um. And then, okay, the other thing that happened to me at the start of the episode is that they're talking to this girl, like she's Celine, and I I for a second thought that they had changed all the actors at, except for Fuad, because the wife looks different, Celine looks different, because she's obviously like... Unwell. Another... Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. But I was really confused. Like, even the partner was like more of a redhead last episode. I'm, I don't know if I'm crazy, and it's just getting used to new characters, but... That like threw me off. Yeah, I don't know. I don't trust Sophia's like assessment of people's hair colors because she didn't agree <laughs> that the she didn't agree that yeah. the the guy from uh oh my god what was it Pedopolis I was like he's ginger and then you go you both were like no he's not ginger. Just <laughs> <laughs> dear audience, he's not. <laughs> he's so ginger. A simple Google search m- makes it obvious. <laughs> Um, I don't know yes, they, what we're talking about, but <laughs> they did the the wife looked kind of different and um the daughter looked really different. But also the first scene, it was Jay that was like there, like saying that Celine was upset or something. So I was like, wait, who what who is this? So yeah. yeah. So I was got confused as well. And I was also, like, this is not the main character. What Sophia Huya. I'm pretty sure she's the oracle from Shamaran. Yeah. Oh. The mother? The mother. The okay, that character was like pretty like I've seen a, a ten like a ton of people look the same way, so I'm not entirely sure. Like I could never recognize her. I'll look it up, but she looked super familiar to me, the mom. Um Okay, also though, does the is the guy who died the same guy from the last episode or not? I don't know. I couldn't tell. Like he could be like it was like a, you know, a thin short-haired brunette guy, but like more than that I'm not really sure. Yeah. True. But he did have the weird man bun again. The the Oh, you're talking about Arda. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy that got killed. I'm pretty sure that Ah, Arda was the same. Yes, I was. The same. No, I was talking about the guy who got killed. I'm sorry. I got (laughs) Um, Also, it is uh, her name. The actress's name is Ebru Uzkan, and she was also in Shafaran. So, yay. Now I'm going to try and forget everything I ever knew about Shafaran. Okay. Also, the place, like the placement of the cameras everywhere um, is, is pretty odd. Like, there's a camera looking at him at, at over this junkyard. Like, really? There would be a camera there? And then there's a camera in the office that seems like it's coming out of the back of his computer screen, which is also odd. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just very confused as to what the positioning of these cameras is. 
Yeah, I don't, it seems like they have like CCTV and everything like that mm -hmm. at their disposal. I hope we find out more and I hope that it's a group of people because if it's like one person who's like a super hacker, it's going to be not very believable. <laughs> It's definitely, some, I mean, someone who's in that creepy basement at the start of the first episode is definitely important. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that creepy-ass basement. They didn't refer yeah. to it at all this episode. What a weird yeah. way to start the show. Well, I think it was it was stage setting and like a breadcrumb for later that is easy mm -hmm. to forget about. So when they come back to it, you'll be like, oh, wait, I do vaguely remember. Right. You know, indications that there's a weirdo in a basement. <laughs> With a lot of milk and cookies. Yes, and for for like a smoothie or whatever they were doing. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know if you guys have watched. Um, I think it's Die Hard three. The uh, one with the. Uh, oh no, the second one has. The it the has Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson, and they. Oh, three. Okay. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. Um, and they basically like drive around New York in a cab try like getting from place to oh, place oh, yeah, just yeah, something's yeah. about to explode yeah and that's what the end scene remind me of a lot it's <laughs> like 30 seconds left gotta get here <laughs> yeah there was a sidebar there was a an exhibit at the city museum of new york that was like it was a temporary one about like new york and media and like new york and media basically and they had a really cool i think 15 minute long montage of different movie and tv show scenes um showing like i don't know like there was like 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 more broadway -y things or like more romance or um like violence and poverty and then there's like a sequence where it was bruce willis screaming at samuel jackson or vice versa in a car so it must have been for <laughs> <Die Hard 3. laughs> that's what that reminded me of because i was like this is definitely die hard but which one was it where they were driving <laughs> around so you Highly recommend. Now. <laughs> two is not very good but one and three are excellent mm. what about four? <laughs> four four is pretty good i think that's the it's one like with the, the apple guy right yeah 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 <laughs> Stay tuned for our diehard uh, spinoff podcast. <laughs> uh, what? Okay, question. Next episode, do you think that the motorcycle bomb is going to be used to get him to do even worse things? Or do you think that this is it and they're going to frame him for this explosion? I think they're going to be like, oh, good thing we retrieved the helmet and the jacket but we can also easily hand this over. So yeah, I feel like they're going to keep making him do stuff. That's mm. even worse somehow. <laughs> Not sure how much worse it can get. Yeah, he's already got like, there's already like good evidence linking him to two deaths. So yeah. yeah. The body count can just go up, I guess. Make it multiple lifetime sentences instead of one. Yeah. <laughs> wild 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 all right anything else for the gossip section oh all right i do Great. i do like the feeling of being like oh i like i don't know we're pretty optimistic now and also there's a lot of characters but i don't feel like there's a lot of loose threads yet which is good like i feel like we have decent confidence now that things they've mentioned will play a part later so um, let's let's hope that that continues oh one thing i also wanted to mention was the um i don't know if this struck you guys but it looks like the scenes cut kind of suddenly mm -hmm. Have you notice that with the editing it's really weird because this I show would have yeah this show would have been on disney plus in turkey so it's not like there would have been commercial breaks so i'm like i don't know why they cut from scene to scene like that um in a really kind of abrupt way like it looked like they had their intern do it <laughs> it like creates suspense not that it's effective but it's like not well done like there's ways to do that where it's it's like it's like rushed and like shoddy it's like sloppy i've never i mean i've seen that when they trim down network shows like Turkish yeah. network shows to like make them fit into 40 minutes on netflix but this was already a streaming show, so like, why would they 
and it's their own streaming show why would they cut it more this is my thing so like but it feels like they've cut scenes so i don't know i i think that's kind of weird um yeah the only like... time i noticed it was when he was he took the jacket off and he was walking and then they mm -hmm. cut to his office and it was like a very bizarre cut but yeah i yeah. thought maybe that was on purpose for some reason yeah it's like i don't think like they would have removed anything that would have been meaningful to the story but it's like why would they remove anything and if they didn't remove anything why are they so bad at editing <laughs> so <laughs> well maybe it's I, that we're gonna see more later in that same scene oh maybe okay maybe. and they All wanted right, you to like notice the cut was weird but oh maybe oh well, it definitely some... felt weird yeah okay if this is some like yeah post postmodern shit maybe okay let's see <laughs> Just adds to the general sense of something is wrong here. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's meant to be just unsettling. <laughs> so now we're going to move on into our history section, where we're going to talk about the mass transit system in Istanbul and share some of our favorite pieces of it, because it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to give a little intro. Uh, basically, the network of public transportation in Istanbul is really diverse. It, go it has buses, rail systems of different kinds, funiculars and maritime services. So it even has little boats as well to cross from Asia to Europe. And actually, the public road transport dates back to 1869. So it's, it's a pretty old um, road transport um when the first tram system was like put into uh work but actually um what's really interesting about Istanbul is that it has the oldest surviving underground urban rail line in continental Europe um I'm assuming that the oldest one might be there's might be an older one in London I'm not entirely sure but it's Tunal so Tunal is like a little funicular that uh goes goes up the hill to Istiklal from from Kavatash, is it? Uh, from Karaköy up from to Karaköy. yeah, Sorry. up to uh the Shishana end of yeah. Istiklal, yeah, yeah. Um, and it still works; it's still functional. And when you go to the station, you can actually see the some of the original cars, so it's really cool. Um, and it, I mean, it's still it's still existing. Um, but to go back to those initial trams, they were drawn by um horses at first. So, and they've transported over 4.5 million people. So that's a huge amount of people for horse-drawn carriages. Um, and they had 430 horses to draw 45 carriages. So that's just to give you an idea of, of the size of the system. Um, and then in 1912, they had to stop operating because all the horses had to go to the Balkan War. Oh. <laughs> so they couldn't be used for public transportation anymore um but the tram network first became electric in 1914 it became electrified um and it began um to run like through all the anatolian part of istanbul uh on june 1928 um and then in the 1950s the length of the trams was over 130 kilometers or 81 miles for those of you who are not on the metric system <laughs> um so basically these trams were in service until 1961 in the european side and 1966 in the asian side um and then as i mentioned the tunnel which is the, one of the oldest um funiculars was late it began construction in 1871 and it opened in 1874 um it is the second oldest subway in the world after the london underground so my suspicion was correct <laughs> Um, and in the beginning, it was only for freight and livestock. Um, but then in 1875, it was open to the public, to people, once it was deemed safe. And then in 1872, there was a commuter rail line that went from Sirkajit to Hadimkoy. Um, and then it started, it was, it, that continued from Haidar Pasha, which is a very beautiful train station in the uh, Asian side of um, Istanbul. And it went to Izmit. Um, and then the other part of the transportation system, the ferry is one of the oldest ones. Um, and 
in the 18 in 1837 british and russian boats started to offer public transportation on the bosphorus um and then the istanbul maritime company was established in 1851 by the sultan um and then in 1853 the ferry service began officially um and it was operated with paddle steamers which i don't know oh it's a steamboat powered Mm -hmm. by a steam engine that drives paddle wheels i thought it was people rowing but no (laughs) (laughs) um and i mean there's a lot of history of when all of these different boats and and things started and then the bus system started in 1926 um Mm -hmm. and it started with nine buses and then it went up to 525 buses by 1960 and i don't know how many buses today i'm sure there's a ton buses today um and british and french companies operated public transport in istanbul until june of 1939 and in that day it was completely nationalized and the ieet iett which is a like company for all of these services was created and it began to uh work on this and basically i mean there's there in 1988 uh, there was a company that started doing the light rail transit and the metro um and modern trams so i don't know if you've been to assemble recently there's some pretty the trams are pretty modern um definitely do not seem like they're from an old old time um so this is this is interesting to me because we don't have a metro line in bogota so any, any metro line that i read about is very very aspirational for me (laughs) (laughs) so the first metro line uh, began construction in 1989 so it's way more recent than i thought um and the first line began operating in 2000 so it's actually pretty recent which the first line was uh between taksim and levant and i mean the metro system now in istanbul is pretty large it has a lot of lines i don't know exactly how many but i think it has five or six um it also has some of the mo- like one of the coolest and sammy can share this as an engineer like one of the <laughs> deepest um subways in the world which is the marmaris um and it goes uh, mar- mar- marmaris <laughs> the marmaris sorry yeah Marmaris is a beautiful village oh, on, the, yeah. on the coast. <laughs> Hence my confusion. Um, um, so the the Marmaris tunnel is a uh, 8.4 mile long undersea tunnel, which is just crazy to think about, um, in Istanbul. And it was opened for use in 2019, so it's super new. And... Um, it is the deepest immersed tube tunnel in the world. So not sure what the qualifiers immersed tube tunnel exactly refers to, but it's really deep and it's really long. <laughs> and it goes underneath the Bosphorus. Um, so you can get from the European side to the Asian side without taking a ferry or taking the bridge. And um, it was a pretty tough build not only from the engineering of building something so deep and long, but also because wherever you dig in Istanbul, you're going to find something incredibly important historically. So um, especially because within the walls of um, the old city, or I guess probably, I don't know exactly where the walls are, but um, is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. So you need special permission from the museum to dig. Um, so they were when they were building the um, the subway stops there and the lines. They actually discovered a, like a bunch of incredible stuff. They discovered a Byzantine church. They discovered thirty seven um, shipwrecks while they wow. were making the tunnel underwater. Um, all of which I think were recovered and are being studied by archaeologists. So that's pretty incredible. Um, And yeah, so when you go to the station, they do have some of the stuff they found displayed and all of the, all of the subway lines, as you heard, are super modern. So they all have um, something like that or history of what was discovered and dug up when they were built. Um, My favorite part of the Istanbul mass transit system is that you only need one card. So Mm -hmm. if you have your Istanbul cart, which is (laughs) what the creepy smiley face people gave to Fuat in this episode, (laughs) 
um, then you can use it to ride the funicular, the subway, the tramway, the ferry boats, the buses, and the dolmuş. So um, no, not the not the dolmuş. The dolmuş yeah, are the like dolmuş the, the, dri the drivers like own their individual vehicle or they rent wow. their individual vehicle. So cash. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can get almost anywhere almost just using your card. Um, yes. and it's pretty amazing, especially, you know, I come from New York and we do have a great subway and bus system, but it's nowhere near as nice as the Istanbul transit system. So if you do visit, highly recommend you just get a card and use your Google Maps mass transit to get wherever you want to go. Yeah, my favorite are the boats, definitely. It's such yes. a nice ride um, crossing over um, and... That's my favorite part. My favorite sunsets were witnessed on those boats for sure. Um, I was going to add just the the um, the ferry boats, the metro bus, like the buses that have their own lanes and can cross the bridge and stuff. The that metro proper and the buses, the normal buses and the trams are all like city of Istanbul. Uh, public transportation. The Marmaray is completely run by the Turkish Ministry of Transportation. Um, mm -hmm. So even though you can use the Istanbul card, the fare is much higher. It's different. Yes. Um, so and it's under different like leadership. So, um, you know, do with that information what you will. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's it is expensive. It's, it's surprisingly yeah. expensive when you go to ride it. You're like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, I'm confused because I I feel like I've ridden it, but on this thing that I read, or and what Sammy said was that it was inaugurated in nineteen in 2019, but I haven't been to Istanbul since. But I do remember distinctly riding it with you guys, or maybe I'm crazy and I never rode it, and I thought I had. I thought it was older too than 2019. That seems. Oh wait, 2013. I lied. 2013. Okay. I was like, that seems really, <laughs> really new. Yeah. Okay. Phew. Okay. I was crazy. like, oh god. I'm Maybe going... they didn't have like the ceremony until 2019 or something. Yeah. Or they, they. I think a second, possibly line might have opened up mm. more recently. Um, but the classic one that's like, that's like Üsküdar to Sirkeci to Yeni Cup, what like that has been around, yeah, like you said, since 2013. And then just a few last fun facts. So the average time that people spend commuting in public transport in Istanbul to work is 91 minutes. Um, and about 30% of public transit users use it for more than two hours per day. Mm -hmm. So that the average distance that people travel is 12 kilometers and over 35% travel over 12 kilometers. So it's, I mean, I don't know if we, I don't think we've talked about this, but Istanbul is a huge commuter city. So a lot of people are coming in from other nearby or maybe not as nearby um, smaller towns. So definitely um, people spend a lot of time on public transportation. The scary thing is they're not even smaller towns. They're just other neighborhoods of Istanbul that are really well, far yeah. away. Now it's, yeah. it's the it's floor of the mall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a nightmare. My uh, my dad teaches at a university in like what we would consider the city center, like near um, like near the Beşiktaş football stadium and up the hill from like Dolmabahçe Palace. So like very much, you know, central. But uh, he lives in quote unquote the suburbs, so that requires uh, driving to a metro bus station. Get get on the metro bus, which has its own dedicated lane on the highway, so at least it doesn't get stuck in traffic. Even though it's like a bus, it's like got its own lane at least. Although hoodlums are known to cross over into those lanes. <laughs> just like be driving their cars illegally uh, but that doesn't happen that often um and then gets off there i forget it gets off of that somewhere after like many many stops uh gets on the actual metro and then takes that to his to his office and that's like two plus hours so it's still it still beats like the experience of sitting in that much in traffic for at least that long, like being in control of his own vehicle, but it's by no means ideal to have like four hours of your day no. consumed by that. Yeah. No, it's crazy. I mean, 
I definitely knew people uh, in New York that commuted for that long, but um, mm -hmm. it's, I, I do think that the public transportation in Istanbul is pretty impressive and um, very easy to use. And yeah, because a lot of it is new, it's um, a lot nicer than some of what we get in New York. Yeah, see, so yeah, New York has like such a huge web and you can get a lot of places really quickly um, because of how close and frequent the stops are. Um, but yeah, you definitely feel the age of some of those stations or many of those stations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they were not built for that many people using them, I think. No. <laughs> yeah, so moral of the story, mass transit is great. Save the planet, yes. uh, meet fun people or don't. Uh, and <laughs> if you're visiting Istanbul, definitely give it a try. Yes. All right. Anything else, Sophia? Oh, we didn't talk about the gondolas. The gondolas are, I wouldn't recommend those. <laughs> Were you guys with me when we went on them in, in Pierlotti? That oh, you like... mean, oh, you mean like the cable car yeah. that go up? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I don't remember if I was with you or not. They, I mean, I had a not bad experience with them. What happened to you? <laughs> no, I mean, they were just kind of old, but I don't know if, if I, if this is the actual gondola or if this is just the thing that they have at the park there that's like weird and like maybe I don't remember not. it being sketchy or there is there like a pirate one that you went on <laughs> I guess I scratched that and I went on something that's not what I thought it was I think I remember being able to use my stumble card and being like overall impressed but maybe I'm easy to impress I don't know no. I, I'm down <laughs> although there's a lot of those sorts of things here in South America just because like people build houses in very atop very high and steep hills is it um, in, was it in Medellin where they have the like um escalators? Yes. Or is that a different city? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And well here we have we have the cable cars here now too. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I had to go up there for work. And it's actually pretty nice. Like they've done a lot of urban like renewal through. Nice. Sorry, sorry, uh Istanbul gondolas. I think I took the wrong one for sure. <laughs> No, I remember taking it and being pretty freaked out, but that's just because I'm not a huge gondola fan. I don't think it was the gondola's fault. <laughs> I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah, for sure. There's, um, yeah, <laughs> there's, there, they can be scary. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we're going to move on to our favorite and final section, which is What the Fuck, Sultan of Success, and Fatma's Hit List. So many things to say. JK, I don't really have that many. Only that I thought they changed all the characters. A. <laughs> B. Where are all these secret cameras? I'm having a hard time understanding how they have cameras set up everywhere. Um, also, like, what's this weird app that he's talking to Smiley Face on? Because then they show, like, it says, like, generate new, like, it has some text in English when they show the phone. So that was really confusing to me. Um, also, what's up with this office having a ton of, like, burner phones? <laughs> yeah. That's um, true. What else? Also, how mysterious this case with the wife and the husband just, like, mysteriously ended for, for oh, his own. Yeah, house. we didn't hear anything more about them. Um... And then what the fuck him think like Fuad thinking that him doing whatever smiley face wants him to do is going to turn out something good. Like, yeah, he yeah. already saw last episode that they killed a dude. Like, really, how like do you think it's going to get less bad than killing a dude? That's He's a very dumb, successful, smart lawyer. Very dumb. Yes. Yeah. It makes you wonder what like cases he's actually tried. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, I have, well, we've talked about it, but what the fuck to Fuat for blurting out who shot the guy? What mm -hmm. an idiot. Um, what the fuck to Jada with her teeth in the car mirror? That was so yeah, weird. that was so weird. Also, so she doesn't weird. she doesn't have like great teeth, and so seeing uh, them super close up was just not great. <laughs> well, the whole comment about the teeth was creepy. Like yeah. your teeth 
poor white. I can't get these stripes off of my like ew. Yeah, ew. Like don't don't describe the stains on your teeth. Go yeah. away. <laughs> what the fuck to the Hulu closed captioning for calling Selena blubberer? That's just <laughs> cruel. <laughs> Hulu has no sympathy. It's like, please go back to normal. It's been two weeks. <laughs> um and that's it. That's all I got for what the fucks. As he, I don't have anything new to add. I think the cuts. You all the editing. Oh yeah, the cuts. Sure, yes, I'll throw in the cuts. Like, please, <laughs> please use like not your intern in the editorial department. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Homeboy is like, okay, this is how I do it in Final Cut, right? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, who is the Sultan of Success? Oof. I want to say Jada because she has moved in with the Target family. Uh-huh. She's working her weird, creepy flirting stuff with Fuat, and she's got Celine's phone. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I think, well, we don't really know what Arda wants other mm-hmm. than his friend's downfall <laughs> on some <laughs> level. But yeah, things are going pretty great for him, too. Yeah. But I, I think Satan's doing more work. Capital W work. Like not Satan, sorry, Jada is yeah, doing yeah. more work. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Who knows? She probably fucked yeah. up old place. Yeah. Oh yeah, probably did. Yeah, look. I'm sure uh killing those security cameras will do nothing for that. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And also then... his his solution in the office of just like putting the tablet in a drawer. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> Problem solved. He is so inadequate to this to these problems. Yes. Uh, who is on Fatima's hit list? Like everyone. <laughs> I don't know who. What? Are the Jada? Um, I definitely want to say Fuad because he's making some dumb, dumb decisions. Uh, and I honestly, put him out of his that. misery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not cut out for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Congratulations to our Sultan of Success, Jada. We hope for your downfall soon. Watch mm-hmm. out to Fuad. Uh, Fatma's coming for you, but actually don't watch out because she's going to put you out of your misery. And you're not going to have to do any more blackmail stuff. <laughs> Next time, we'll be talking about episode three. Thank you all so much for listening. And we will talk to you again next time. <laughs>